Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM.
Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another edition of Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. I'm your host, Mr. Stephen Hesse, and I'm with my unbelievably co-host who's been on several shows since then and has got all of the praise and press, Mr. <laughs> Ricky Thamond. <laughs> wow, well, I can't follow that in, can I? Gosh, pressure's on, yep. pressure's on. How are you doing? And this is our final show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I lied already. I no. knew behind it, yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm, I'm all right, yeah. Um, uh, huge thank you for obviously for people who have listened before and just to let people know because we always want to make sure we put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show that this is a show all about mental health. Um, so we may come across some um, subject matter or taboo subjects as it were, which is one of the reasons we do the show in the first place, that may lead to uh, people maybe feel uncomfortable listening to. We we talk very frankly and honest and openly about things. It's one of the reasons that we decided to do it in the first place. Um, so we're just letting people be aware if this is your first time listening. Obviously, we're hugely grateful, and we hope you stick around for the two hours we're going to be here from 12 till 2 p.m. Um, but that's basically the disclaimer at the beginning is that uh, we may talk about, you know, we've talked about suicide and depression and mental health, and uh, we also don't talk about that. There's going to be laughs and various other things, and me and Ricky being friends, obviously, we'll, we, we jip each other every now and again, but it's all in good humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, before I get into what I need to talk about, because there's stuff that there's there's stuff that's gone on that I need to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, the the go-to question, it was asked my good friend Ricky, <laughs> is how are you doing? Because it's relevant to mental health stuff. So yep. how how are I, things? I, have you been? I think uh, last uh, last fortnight or so, I've been in in, in relatively good health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've we've I know they keep saying about an Indian summer, which uh, you know, being Spice FM Indian summer and all that. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I just got that reference there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, I was looking at you there. Because, get, please get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, where's he going with this? But, okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we're we're, we're um, over the, the 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 worst of the heat. I say worst because, as listeners might know, I'm not a great fan of heat. It's sort of big trigger with my anxiety, but. Uh, I try and manage and cope with it best I can, and, and I'm thankful that mornings are a bit cooler now. But yeah, I mean the other big news in my life, I've just had a, a baby nephew. Oh yeah, congratulations! Um, a, a great new addition who's cute and lovely, and and, and, and all the <laughs> things that go with having a new baby. So yeah, I mean. Did you say a nephew? Yeah. Yes, it's a boy. Yeah, what's his name? Boy. His name's Kian. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice, um, yeah, I'll. Uh, is it the same? Uh, is it? It's uh, you've got a sister, yeah. right? Haven't you? No, it's, it yes, my brother's, it's my bro- brother's second your brother, child. Yes, yeah. sorry, yes, your brother's, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, um, so, uh, yeah, you have a nephew already, right? Yeah, yeah. who's already who's already gorgeous and, and <laughs> all the things that, but he's got a little brother now, so I've got... As I say, this shows that we are actually friends outside of this show, because <laughs> I know more, I knew this before I even said yeah. it, and uh, I know that you you uh, babysit your other nephew quite regularly, so... Yeah. Um, and you see him quite a lot, so uh, it's always they, nice. They, they, I don't know, I don't know if you agree, I, mean, I think we've talked about, like... Um, toddlers and bit but in terms of like stress relief just to spend time with them and, and yeah there, yeah and spend time with their innocence and you know it's almost like a back to basics thing when you read them bedtime stories and all that i find it quite healing mm. do you do you agree on that um it's funny you say that because in the thing that i'm about to talk about i would probably not have brought this up but um because it's a sort of a private thing but mm-hmm. because we're on the subject I, it reinforces what you just said is mm-hmm. that um when I went to see my auntie uh, on the last weekend, because she sadly passed away during the last time I was here, which I'll get to that in a second, mm-hmm. um, is, um, so apologies for this next thing being a rant slash a bit of a depressing subject, but it needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. But the thing about, um, the thing about, because uh, I have a, a nephew who's 10, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I thought was 
an interesting subject matter, which is relevant for this show, is my sister and brother-in-law were the ones that drove me, my mum, who's my the, the sister of this auntie, and my nephew to the uh, the care centre where she was essentially, you know, living her last days, yeah. and. Um, they took my nephew, and I thought that was quite surprising. Mm-hmm. I was, but I guess they couldn't have left him at home, and they both were going to go. Mm-hmm. So my brother-in-law and nephew decided to stay in the car while we were in there, which I thought was probably a wise decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, there'll be people listening to this who maybe think maybe you should just be exposed to the aspect of dying mm-hmm. a lot sooner, maybe than you may be ready to understand mm-hmm. it. Because I mean, ten years old is quite. I mean, I, I experienced my uncle passed away when I was about seven or eight or something. Mm-hmm. But anywho, to reinforce what you just said, mm-hmm. when I obviously essentially said goodbye to my auntie because I knew she wasn't going to last mm-hmm. more than a few other days. Um, I spent the whole car ride back because it was near Hartlepool, I should say, right. uh, where this place was. I spent the whole journey back at the back of the car with my nephew mm-hmm. talking about um, Overwatch, the video game, because he was obsessed about it. Okay. Um, and I knew enough about it to be yeah. able to converse with him. Mm-hmm. And it almost diffused mm-hmm. what I'd witnessed literally about half an hour before yeah, yeah. because it's the, the sort of ignorance and yeah. uh, innocence that that age range has that I mean, it I have reinforces say, that it's alright yeah. what you've been through um, I I mean I kind of I really feel for what because anything to do with death uh, I'll admit kind of freaks me out yeah yeah talking about it uh, anything just is just like because uh, I think it brings back memories of when my own dad passed away hmm. um, it was it, it, it was a it was probably the worst time of my life you know yeah um, you know as I mean, also as well in that situation, it makes you think about, you know, your own parents, like, you know, because my parents are still alive and they're, you know, in that early 70s and it does make you sort of think there'll be one day where that's going to happen to them and I just don't know how I'm going to react to that. Um, But yeah, uh, I think we'll we'll, we'll talk about the elephant in the room because um, I feel that it's reached a point where, because... Obviously, this is a like I just mentioned in the description that we do do a show that's very honest and upfront, and but um, at the same time, which I'm sure people listening to this will understand, we don't necessarily reveal everything about our lives, and some things remain private. But I think it has reached the point with the amount of flack that I'm getting behind the scenes and through people who have been on the show etc and emails that we've received and whatnot that I'm getting criticism for the podcasts not being online. And so it's reached the point where that originally was a behind-the-scenes thing that Ricky knows about, and he can confirm that because I've spoke to him several times about the situation. And other people who work on the show are aware of the reasons why that has happened. And I know Ricky can back this up, which shows that not many people must listen to, like people who are involved in the show much not, must not listen to the live shows. Because I've said in the previous one and the one before that, the reasons behind why the podcasting hasn't come up so for those that are unclear i'll say it again um uh and also the reasons personally why i haven't been able to do that so um as you know as well that this is a live radio show uh we do this live and this there's there's been this um idea floating around that we lack consistency when the thing that i would like to reiterate is that uh, I'd like to do a little bit of revision, like not revisionist history because it sounds like I'm changing it. I just mean the history of how this show started. It was originally a project and having been part of the project from day one and haven't missed one single show is that the the thing that needs to be reiterated is this project was developed through Mental Health uh, Mental Health Northeast 
Am I right, Ricky? Yeah. And um, and Launchpad. Launchpad yeah. And the whole remit of the show was to do a live radio show once a month um, where people who are service users and it then became people who were in the industry the opportunity to talk from both sides of the fence and hopefully reduce the stigma and taboo nature to provide a platform for people doing good out there whether it's through charity through the NHS or whatever you know just People exactly. Raising awareness. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so the, the so what I'm heading towards is that at no point during the time that this project was made that there was ever going to be recordings that you could listen to online. And I've never said this because it feels like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but the actual decision that was made to do the recordings was on the back of the fact that I had the ability to do that. And I fought with the people in the previous radio station to say, could we get the recording or can you record it for us? And then we can release it online. So that was all off the back of my suggestion and knowing the fact that I was the only one that had the ability to put these things online. So if I now provide the context of the pilot episode was released in April, which we put up fairly quickly, I'd say two, two, three weeks after, because we weren't sure how to get the pre-records, uh, how to get the recording of the show because it's on their database, which we don't have access to. And I think we were sort of very excited that we were yes. on a new show and we wanted to sort of... Yes, like, you know, and bearing in mind, we did yeah. say in that pilot, if anyone listened to it who's listening to it now, that we were figuring out how the new studio works because it's, an, it's an, a massive, massive upgrade from what we did before. Um, There's always going to be teeth in the Yes, it, yeah. and you know, for example, the 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 soundboard that is in front of me now, being that I'm the host and I control all the levels, is far far superior to the one that we had before. I mean, it's like Metro Radio standard. Like I have multiple channels, which bearing in mind one of the reasons that drove me crazy in the last station, it's not their fault because they're only community radio station. To, to you know, they don't have an FM license, which this does. Is that I only had one channel to ever do stuff with, so I couldn't have like I can now. I can have the recordings set up in advance on this show, mm-hmm. which I wasn't able to do in the last one. So I had to, while I was talking to guests, also edit and prepare and produce the show while I was talking. So that was one of the reasons why you know the the old show used to drive me crazy because it was all. Um, down to me not only doing and also this was you know I'm I'm mainly referring to you know and this is giving Ricky a huge amount of credit um, this is pre before I had a consistent co-host as well and they kept doing that thing where they rotate the co-host and whatnot. so um, before I get into the logistics of what I've went through in the last three four months um, I should reiterate that I apologise to the people who have been on the shows um, who have been expecting a recording, but as I said, I've I stop I the the podcast I, I mean to be online, but I've just reiterated we do a live show to an FM audience on Spice that's been around I think something like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked uh, if you listen to the pilot episode, we talk about Spice's history. So an established radio station that have an SM license, which for someone who's been in radio is not cheap. Um, so we're hugely grateful. This is a privilege to be on the show. Um, so the so the live show is the remit and all the stuff that is done outside of me and Ricky being here from twelve till two p.m. and anyone else who's involved in twelve to two p.m. including the guests. That is the remit for this project and all the stuff of the podcast and outside of it is all done in my free time. Um, and the re so and. 
I should reiterate as well, which is incredibly important because people seem to forget this, we are all volunteers. We don't get paid. We don't even get travel expenses. It's all done on our own time. So if, for example, some pay, so if people are prioritizing, which other people in the, who are involved in the show do, prioritizing paid work, then we don't, me and Ricky don't sit here and go, Oh, pay, you shouldn't be doing paid work. You should be coming here. Mm-hmm. So, I, if I'm going through a difficult time, I have to prioritize paying my rent and looking after my dog mm-hmm. and looking after my family way before doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't care. It doesn't mean that I'm not committed. It just means that the c- circumstances that are happening that means I'm unable to do what I'd like to do if I was well. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said earlier, the situations I'm in, um. That, I, that I've been going through over the last three or four months as I said should remain private but it's reached the point where I feel the audience need to be aware of this and so obviously when we release this as a podcast you can listen to this rant back and forth as much as you'd like but um, so uh, we had an issue behind the scenes with a recording of May's show um, that, that turns out was not recorded and this is the stuff that, like I say, only was behind the scenes and the people who were involved in that show were the only ones that knew about it. But now it's reached the point because we were going to keep it behind the scenes and if anyone asked about it involved in the show, we were upfront about the people who were guests saying that's the reason it wasn't on. Um, so we obviously prioritised the people who were guests on that show because we really, really wanted to put it out and we didn't want to let them down. So, and also we were annoyed, quite understandably, with Spice because they're they're legally meant to uh, record all of our shows. Um, so the fact that it wasn't recorded, I mean, obviously, it's, it, it's not their fault if it was just a mistake, which it seems like it was. So I'm, I'm not, you know, throwing them under the bus. I'm just saying legally it's their responsibility to do that. So how that becomes our problem, our, our fault, um, is beyond me because it's not our fault at all. And so we tried to work out a solution. So as you'll see now, if you go on iTunes, we've released a best of edition that I did on my own podcast to promote Mentally Sound. As a filler, and in our own time, which Ricky and I in particular have been talking behind the scenes about booking the very studio that we're in now to apologize to the guests who won't get to hear that recording afterwards and redo that very show that we've lost, even though it is is not our fault. If that doesn't convey the level of commitment that both of us have, I don't know what does. And also that's the reason that there was a month and a half delay. So that's one one and a half months out of the four months was because we were trying to fix the main show, right? I then got a fever the next show, which if you listen to that show when you were doing it live, I actually said honestly to the audience and behind the scenes to Ricky and other members of people who were here that I was sick before I got here and I almost didn't come. And so I tried really really hard to get through that show and uh, asked for water several times because I had a hugely high fever I then went home from that that episode and collapsed in my bed and slept for about 36 hours Um, and I ended up having a hugely high fever for about 10 days Um, I then had a couple of days where I felt okay and I had to catch up with some of the work that I'd missed um, and then it developed into strep throat. And I don't wish strep throat on anybody at all because it's one of the most difficult things. And I mentioned this on the next show 
because I turned into the next show still feeling not great, that I said, bearing in mind, um, I've just had strep throat, um, it's the only thing I can compare it to is when I had broken ribs. Um, and even with the broken ribs, it was just a case of, if you didn't move, it didn't hurt that much, and you took medication. Strep throat, you don't get treated for, mm-hmm. and you have to wait for it to leave your system. So, to convey, and again, I would never say this if I wasn't getting criticised, is to give you an example of how difficult that was, my 72-year-old mom had to come round and sleep on my couch for two days to look after me because I didn't have the ability to look after my own dog because I was in bed. That lasted about 10 days and I was ups- I was sick about that for about three weeks. So that's another three-week period after that at least as well as the as well as the fever i had which is about two weeks so that's about five weeks so we're already heading into over three months and then on the process of me trying to get my life back in order after that my friend john who had um which i mentioned on the last show i believe correct me if i'm wrong i think i'm right it was the last show Um, my friend john who had um uh, pancreatic cancer uh died uh well i went to see him and I knew that he wasn't doing well, and he got admitted into hospital. And he's, he was in and out of hospital because he had a term, he had terminal cancer, which I've talked about before. Um, I went to see, I went to see him, and uh, he was doing all right, but he was in hospital. Ten days later, he died. I remember you texting the, the, the moment you found out. All yes, the and yeah. and which I didn't go into in the last show, but again, I'm reinforcing how much I've been grieving. I was actually in hospital when he died. Literally the second he died. So you can imagine when you see somebody who you've known for six or seven years and you actually witness them, their life ceasing to exist, mm-hmm. that it's a pretty difficult thing to deal with and the idea of putting shows up is the last thing on my goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. So it's been, and also, it's not all about me. It's about his wife, who I'm also friends with, who I've been on the phone with consistently. And also, I was consoling her on that day, quite understandably, because she just lost the love of her life. So that's part of it. I then also had a bill for £200 to repair my laptop, which has been in the repair shop for four weeks, which I've only got back Wednesday, which I'll get to what I've been doing the last two days. So that's another reason why I can't put the shows up, because all my software is on the laptop, which is four weeks out of thingy Bearing in mind then, two weeks ago, as I just explained with my nephew, I go and see my uh, auntie, who within a 10-day period decides to not take her medication and basically slowly commit suicide. Therefore, my priority is my frail mom, because it's her sister. And my mom is 72 with Parkinson's and lives on her own. Who do you think I should prioritise? Should I prioritise a thing that I've agreed to do on my own time, or should I prioritise the people in my life who've lost someone dear to them? And the fact that I also have bipolar disorder, a thing that affects me every single day. How do you think an emotional disorder is going to affect me with all the stuff that I've went through and the fact that I've lost two people I really care about within a month period? What am I meant to do? I am meant to look after my own well-being. So I'm sorry that comes before anything else. 
and anyone listening to this, if Ricky turned to me and said, like you just said, very, uh, very truthfully about his dad, or something like that, something terrible happened to me, and he said, I can't do the show because um, someone in my family has passed away, do, am I going to sit there and criticise him? I'm going to be on his doorstep going, mate, what do you need? Because he's a friend. So I'm not going to tolerate people saying that I am not committed because another thing as well, out of every out of every situation about this, name the only person who's been to every single show since it started. That would be me. So I apologise because it's quite understandable that waiting four months is unacceptable. But it's worth saying the reasons, not excuses, why I haven't done it is because my life over the past three and four months has been the worst experience I've went through. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to apologise for the fact that I have been doing my best. And the ultimate irony, because I know we need to take a break and I'm sorry for ranting, but the most important thing is I find it very ironic that we do a show where we're all about understanding people's mental health conditions and yet the person who hosts the show that's going for a hard time doesn't get any support bearing in mind I've been honest behind the scenes about what the situation has been to everyone that needs to know so I asked the simple question what more do you ask me to do because if you're asking me to try harder you're being just as discriminatory to the people we're trying to change their mind over I don't know what else to say. I think you've said it, mate. I think it is ironic. Um, I, I I don't wish what you've been through on, on anybody, as you say. Um, and you know when someone goes through that, you always try and put yourself in other people's shoes. And I, I was thinking, God, what, what must be going through? I mean, like, you know, illnesses and losing two very dear people. Um, yeah. But but you, you, you committed because you turn up and... It's always a pleasure doing the show. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm sorry for ranting, but as I said to Ricky, this was expected because I'm getting, I, I just got to the situation where I felt very, um, I guess, unappreciated. And I, I understand, and again, I want to reiterate, I apologize because we need to take a break because we need to do uh, um, jingles and whatnot. Um, I want to apologize for the delay. And the fact that although that it is a bonus, we do say that that's what we're going to do. Um, so I apologise for the fact that it's took that long but that is the situation and I told the people that needed to know so as far as I'm concerned the response should be that it should be the host is going for a very very hard time and he doesn't have the ability to put the show up end of story it's not but what about this what about that and if you think I haven't felt guilty about it because I've been here since day one, then you you do not know my personality. And also, to reiterate as well, my podcast that I do, that I've been doing for four and a half years, you even I, that I haven't well, you, yeah. done that yeah. for two and a half months <clears throat> because my laptop's been broken. And as I said, my priority is making sure my mom's okay because my mom's frail which I've been doing my entire life to the better of worse for me because it's difficult. But, you know, uh, as I'm sure Ricky will reinforce, you, you only have, you only have two parents. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a, uh, as I, and Ricky knows this because I talked to him privately about this. I have the best relationship I've had with my mom in quite some time. So I'm bothered that she's not doing, well, she's doing fine, relatively speaking, but we, it's because we want to be there for her. She takes priority. Mm-hmm. 
and it means my mental health suffers, which means I'm not we, able to do what I'm supposed really, to do. It, people in our sort of vulnerable position depend on others uh, dear and close to us. And I'll pay a tribute to my mum as well, because without her, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be sat here in front of you. She's the one that rings me every day to say that I'm okay, that I've eaten, because she knows that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, without any without any communication, I can just fall off just fall off the wagon you know, no and like I said my auntie and my mum my and auntie did one of the sweetest things they've done is when my when John died my um, my mum and auntie came to see me and tidied my house mm-hmm. which for anyone who has mental health issues yeah. knows how unbelievably useful that is yeah that you don't sit there in an untidy place and the smallest and it, things really matter it don't they? meant the absolute world to me yeah. Um, so I'm getting the support I am. This stuff doesn't help. And as I said, uh, as I reiterate, I think the best thing to say, and we need to take a break now, is um, it reinforces the very thing that we're trying to prevent, yeah. which is I'm not going to uh, try harder because I'm trying as best as I possibly can. If that's if not good enough, to, I'm sorry. If you pick one word, what we try and amplify on this show is, for me, it's the word support. Yes. And without it, where would we be? So, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And maybe it has to reach the point where I be as brutally honest as I have been for the last 20 minutes and say, that's how I've been feeling. It should remain private, but there you go. That's the situation I've been in, and I'm sorry. And to reinforce, before we take a break, um, the um, the best of edition from May's show is on, line now. You can listen to it on iTunes, as well as the second show, which had a sound issue, which I never even got a chance to talk about, so maybe we'll talk about that after the break, because that's, that's not relevant to this. Um, I spent the last two days fixing that as soon as I got my laptop back. So this idea that I'm not prioritising this show is complete nonsense. And if it wasn't an FM show where I'm not allowed to say how I say it, if this was the podcast, I wouldn't be saying nonsense. It would be something far more cursy. Anyway, we need to take a break. So we're going to play the jingles now and we've got some pre-records that Steve's done. Uh, which one of them is with Keith, who is something to do with the gay community. He runs like a project. And we also have another interview, a pre-record, which we're going to play at some point today, um, which is with Kat and Sharon, um, which are fr- all friends of the show. Sharon's been on before. She's a good comedian. And Kat used to be um, part of our staff mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to hear what they do. Yep. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to play some jingles, and then we're going to play a song. And we're all going to calm down and take a break. <laughs> and I'm going to stop uh, bursting into tears. I'm just screaming off, <laughs> off the ceiling, right? Yes. And uh, we'll be back uh, after these words. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. One of my charity and 
Shahid Afili Foundation presents An Evening with Shahid Afili on Wednesday the 16th of August at 6.30pm at the Lancastrian Suite in Gateshead. Here's a chance to uh, hear a talk by Shahid Afili about his life and supporting career and a performance by Najam Shiraz. Tickets are only £20 for a three-course dinner or £50 for a VIP meet-and-greet and get your photograph taken with the great man himself. Book tickets online at www.eveningwithafridi.com or give cash a ring on 077-8-219-921. To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge, Call 0191273988. Select option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Your only Bollywood station in Newcastle. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Yeah. 
Uh, it's nothing like a good old Speed by Billy Idol, which I know I've played before. Um, welcome back, obviously, to Mentally Sound right here on, uh, on Spice FM, 98.8 FM. But there's nothing like a good old rock song with an absolutely awesome guitar solo. That calms me down. I hope it, I, don't, I don't know if it does for everybody else, but it certainly did for me. Um, also, um, a delicious sandwich uh, to eat during the break, um, <laughs> which I didn't have a chance to do before I got here. But there you go. Uh, so obviously, welcome back. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, by the way, because I know mm-hmm. that um, Ricky meant, uh, reminded me before the show started, and I'm going to let Ricky talk a lot more because I realise I took up most of that section. Uh, is did you, you can did you really? I know I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's so unlike me to talk. Uh, is um, you can reach me at, at geek underscore apocalypse on Twitter and at vivid Ricky on uh, the tweets for, for Ricky if you're interested. And if you want to uh, talk to the radio station directly, you can do so at Studio. At Spice FM. If you, if you, want, if you, want, if you want to know what my rants are like, yeah, my yeah. Twitter yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if you want any political rants, go on after Vid Ricky, and you'll see. Uh, and if you want to access and know the schedule for this radio station, you can go to www.spicefm.co.uk, where you can also stream, listen to this uh, streaming live as well. Yeah, I mean, um, please interact with us if you feel that you know there's there's areas and topics that you feel that we need touching upon. Yes. Uh, regarding mental health and mental well-being, then, then please please do so and we'll have to Another thing that we wanted to do, because I think I'm right in saying that their other radio station had access to it, or there was a, it, we don't have access to the old email that we used to use. Mm. Um, so we, I was just, we were just, me and Ricky, again, this is revealing behind the scenes stuff, but it's relevant, is in the, fir- before we started the show, literally about 5 to 12, uh, me and Ricky said, you know what we should do is have an email address specifically mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. um, that, um, people can, because we do a month show, it means that, um, if anyone wants to, and Ricky came up with a really good point, which was, if they want to email us about anything they want, uh, and also if they want to email us about anything that we want to talk about, because obviously mental health is broader than just Bipolar disorder, which is what I have, um, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is what uh, Ricky has, um, and all the other people that are involved in the show or regular guests of ours that have been on before. It's not just about, you know, pigeonholing one particular disorder or illness. So if there's anything you feel that we're avoiding, I, I know, um, I know that friends friends of mine that listen to this. Um, have occasionally brought up. Do you ever bring up such and such a thing? And I go, yeah. oh, that's a really useful. We should talk My about that. Um, it, it never ceases to amaze me just how many illnesses out there. You know, you yes. link it down to mental health. Where decades previous, you wouldn't probably mention mental health in, in context of, of a particular illness, and you find the the root causes. And it's often down to mental health. And and I'm finding myself I'm learning new stuff all the time mm-hmm. due to this, and and partly because of the people we meet on this radio show as well. And you think, yeah, well, yeah. No, I talk, that's yeah. that's a very fair point. Um, and yeah, so I guess like because uh, one of the things I thought we'd do is we'll play one of the pre-records uh, before the uh, mental health news. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll play that uh, roundabout in about ten minutes time. Um, but in the meantime, is there anything uh, like because obviously, like I said, I I I took most of that uh, section up by ranting. Is there anything uh, in the past month that or, or anything you want to bring up subject-wise that uh, was on your mind that you feel um, you want to share? I think, well, I've, I've made some references in the news. I think we'll talk more often then. But yes, I think, that's uh, on the second hour, by the way. We do mental health yeah, news for those. That'll come at uh, yeah. 1 o'clock. Yes. Be, it? yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, this, the, the, this, these few months are very... Ch- I, of course, you had a challenging time. My my challenging time over the summer is it was obviously oh, yes, weather-related. Yeah. 
Um, I'm very interested in all. Um, we we had a discussion about men's anxiety on the last show. Yes. Um, with Hannah. Things, yeah. And the other irony with me, I mean, you talked about irony regarding you uh, before. My irony is being on a show called Spice, and yet me and spicy food have a very <laughs> have a very tenuous relationship. That's, particularly me being of Indian origin as well. Yeah. Because, yeah do you get stick for that? Uh, I will now. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm not a spi- I hate spicy food as well. So, well, I don't hate it. It's just I have no tolerance. I for mean, it, my so. my my late dad, bless him. He he would like eat chilies just like that. Just oh, like, yeah. my brother-in-law does that. Yeah. Like from the from the the what you, uh, the I've suddenly blanked on the like from the, I was gonna say from the can, but that's not right. Not just from the plucked. Oh, like, like yeah, yeah but like, like you can get them in jars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for some yeah. reason, jars <laughs> couldn't come to my head there. Um, I was like, what's the word I'm searching for? This glass thing that you uh, jars. Yeah, my 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 uh, brother-in-law used yeah. to get jars of like the strongest chili that you can get in like a random soup, like a farm. You get them from like <laughs> right, a farm. Okay. It's like he was doing like Mad versus Food or something. Right. And um, <laughs> I would sit and like eat them, and he would put them on like his pizzas and right. stuff like that, and. Yeah. Uh, and on his salads and stuff like that because he would have to put them in separately because he wouldn't put them in yeah. in the communal salad because obviously yeah. people would be like you know falling over and he'd have like 10 of them in a row because he just <laughs> it's all about though you develop a tolerance at the beginning of I your think time so, yeah. so like did you get loads of spicy stuff growing up like because uh, I was, I've always wanted to ask you this like as a subjection to that question mm-hmm. like do you did you get like because you said you descended from India because I know you've got family in, in India right it is India isn't it I got yeah. that right um, is, and um, did you grow up with that food and that yeah, culture yeah just absolutely home, homemade the thing is I mean I'm, I was, I had a very kind of vegetarian upbringing because with my family being sort of um, I wouldn't say strict Hindu but but um, you know adhering to the values that you know they didn't want to eat meat so um, but yet when the school I went to I did eat meat but I never really liked red meat I've always kind of like wretched at that um, so I've been largely kind of veggie. I eat fish now, but yeah, at home, just just gorgeous homemade meals that my mother would would make a lot of the time. And I wouldn't say that was necessarily uh, spicy back then because I still eat some of that stuff now. But certainly going out uh, to Indian restaurants is a bit kind of uh, ooh, okay. You you got to read sort of this, but it, you know that's largely down to me and my diagnosis. That when I, you know, when I had my trauma and got diagnosed with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, with anxiety being a you know a large sort of part of that, um, you I mean it's similar to other things in life, you know things that you found easy and you know you just took it for granted when you were a kid, mm-hmm. uh, be going outside, public transport, talking to people, we took that for granted, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah. that for me now is a bit challenging. So I guess whatever I, you know whatever I eat is challenging that way because things have altered because of anxiety. Which yeah. Is yeah. My, um, um, I, I I had this like fun conversation with one of my close friends, mm-hmm. uh, Nicola, who's actually pregnant. So congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had a, a conversation about I think it was with her. I might be wrong, but but basically this thing of and I'll, I'll ask you this in relation to on about food. Yeah. Like the stuff that you hate, you know. But you know how like you always think parents will like you when you go, you 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 you're gonna scoff at broccoli or cauliflower <laughs> now. But wait till you get older, you're gonna like really like it and appreciate yeah. the fact that we did that. And you'd be like, no, I don't want to eat it. Like, yeah, it's like uh, sprouts, which yeah. I thought were like literally like, like the joke in bottom that they were spawn of the devil. Yeah, like the, the like. Um, I I I always thought alas the sprouts of evil yeah the sprouts it, yeah. of evil the yeah. sprouts of evil <laughs> yeah I've been watching that recently what a great series yeah. uh, not not for people under eighteen it's very uh, rude but um but uh, yeah so um uh, I always thought of that when I saw it because I was allowed to watch Bottom way younger than I mm-hmm. should have done um but um but yeah so 
fast forward to now, mm-hmm. where for for broccoli in particular, mm-hmm. um, I, it, broccoli's become one of my like favorite things oh, to I eat. Broccoli, I yeah. think it's awesome. Um, if there I see, can I can I like sprouts yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, I go ahead. Like sprouts. <laughs> oh, you do like sprouts? Uh, yeah. Like, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, is there anything in relation? Like, can you name stuff off the top of your head that you used to really resent getting uh, as a child, and then quite like now. and then quite like now? Um. Because I would say sprouts as well. I would say it was more the herb kind of thing. Because like I didn't, oh, right, I didn't yeah. like garlic and ginger. Oh, right. Now every time I make a curry or a pasta sauce, garlic and ginger are the first things that I put, yes. in, I put in the pan. Oh, right. Yeah, that's interesting. It, yeah, uh, I was like that scene in Goodfellas. I don't know if you recall that scene where um, yeah, yeah, Henry Hill's he's in prison, but it's an open prison. And he the the cutting the garlic with a razor blade, uh-huh. and it says, "Oh, the the secret is is to is to make sh- is that if you cook that sort of wafer thin garlic in oil, you can liquidize it, so you don't get like chunks of garlic <laughs> in your mouth." I thought that was genial. So okay. that's what I try and do now. That's fair enough. But it's interesting because you know a lot of the articles I read, and I think at some point we should talk more about diet because uh, the diet in relation to mental health, there is a a strong linkage there. I'm often reading about, you know, you, you see articles, you know, food that makes you happy. Um, and they recommend whatever it is. Um, I, I think that I think you know there's scope for interest there. Certainly, mm-hmm. it's interesting because you had a sandwich there, right? Uh-huh. At a well-known uh, sandwich. Uh, uh, oh, that ones are available. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I order a sandwich for that from that particular place, and when they say, "Would you like any salad?" My 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 repeated phrases: <laughs> everything, everything apart from chili. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, yeah, thick loads of honey mustard. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, me and, it's me and ears for me. Yeah. Um, but um, that's funny because uh, yeah, the the one thing in reverse to that that I really struggle with, and it's like whenever you get takeaways, that it seems to be the number one thing that I enjoy just throwing into things, mm-hmm. like Chinese food in particular, mm-hmm. is uh, just onions. Mm-hmm. Like I I I don't mind onions like as a sauce or something, but it's when I, I'm referring to when they put like blocks of onions in, like or or they they put the the entire like skin of it in and like it's disgusting. Oh, I quite like, like onions. I, yeah, I I I've never as something because I understand that it's a flavouring for sauces and stuff like that. Yeah. And the same with garlic. Garlic's something I've changed over time. I used mm-hmm. to hate having garlic and things, mm-hmm. and I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I now know and have have a now you know. When I used to cook as well, um, mm-hmm. you do start being aware of. You do understand yeah. the difference, yeah. like you know. So, yeah. so I'm not. I'm, I'm less critical of it now. But yeah, anything where it says onions, I don't even care if it says not optional. Like unless it's well, I guess unless it's like you know, if I'm making on, if I'm making onion gravy, it's kind of difficult. It's quite not hard to, to escape though, because yeah. they're in virtually everything, yes. like like tomato and yes. you know, you you can't do a pizza without onion tomato. Uh. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. I was that's that's the thing. So if anything says onions, um, it's particularly I'm referring to curries. Yeah. It was something me and my brother, um, uh, me, me and my brother used to um, like share if we ever got a takeaway when we were growing up. And so he'd be like, if we ever got any curry, it would just mm-hmm. be literally drowning in onions. And like, so it used to be like, he used to hate it. And yeah. you know, when you hear, I don't think you should eat a curry and feel like chunks. Like you should be eating chunks of stuff. Like. Yeah. Well, well that was the like thing chicken, about when I used but... to eat curries as a kid. Sometimes yeah. you'd just like ch- chunk into a, like a, a chunk of ginger, and you'd be like, "What? What's this doing in here? It just doesn't belong." But then you realize that it is an essential ingredient. It's about how you kind of incorporate it in it. So like, you know, have it in small, really, really small doses, and make sure it sort of liquefies in a, in a curry or a or a pasta sauce, and and yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, 
Mm. Most definitely. Uh, as I said, I, I'm just enjoying, but I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling rather, like, rather hungry. Listening yeah. to the cooking show now. I know, yeah. Caesar, I know. Yeah. I feel like we're on the Food Network yeah. or something, or like you know, <laughs> we're doing uh, the great, the, the great Bake Off, whatever, yeah. or something. Yeah. Ooh, I'm still. I can't Stephen get my head has wrong. made. Stephen has made a branded sandwich, <laughs> and uh, he's asking what people think of it. Um, that would be so. That uh, they should do a sketch in some sketch show where they do the great food bake-off but they yeah. just go to fast food restaurants and go um, Steve, uh, Ricky has bought a Big Mac from <laughs> and Steve like, bought like it. on MasterChef the way the, uh, the commentator narrates like the, the narrator always like <laughs> and with a, with a delicious helping uh, yeah like you know, M&S yeah. Stuff, yeah, just yeah. Like, this on. isn't just uh, you know um, I, I used to do this joke uh, when I lived with people at, in student uni and yeah. um, the tr- the trick, right? Which I, I employ anyone to do this, and it's a good joke. Is when the MNS adverts, you know the thing where they go succulent thingy, and yeah. um, they're literally reading from the back of the box. Exactly. So all you do is um, anything that you make it doesn't have to even be from MNS, right? Mm-hmm. Just read what descriptions in the project pr- in the thing are, because obviously they're written with the idea of that you've picked it up in the supermarket and they're trying to convince you to buy it. Mm -hmm. So if you look on the back of things like an apple pie, it doesn't just go an apple pie with apple in. It goes like... Uh, Brambly soaked, cinnamon flavoured... Act of heaven. Uh, <laughs> no, this isn't just any apple pie. <laughs> this is someone else's pie yeah. that you're buying for money. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you just read the back of some sort of packet, mm. you'll see that that's essentially what the them them voiceover artists got given yeah. for all the. Because I used to, I used to die with laughter. Do they still do them MS adverts? I think so. Yeah. Because um, I don't have. It's one I don't of the have nice a TV, things so. about reading menus in restaurants. It's just like you know, <laughs> it's like if you, if, you, if you got given beans on tours the way they would advertise it would be generous helping of tomato <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean beans on toast yeah yeah, yeah and you're like sitting there going it's beans on toast for yeah, god's sake yeah. like I mean uh, <laughs> purified beans in, soaked into a lovely tomato honeyed sauce and all that stuff. Just, just give us the I know yeah I, I bought like a, you know one of them like uh, ready made uh, ready made burgers like I was in a Russian so I bought one oh, of them yeah, ready meal yeah. like the burgers you put in a microwave and I kid you not and I thought this was funny was on the front of it it, as an advertisement it said because they usually come with sauces of sauce inside them and it goes and their advertisement was it had a Heinz uh, Heinz sauce uh, what do you call them the um what do you call them? Sachets. Sachets. Yeah, yeah. It had a sachet of Heinz sauce in it. And it had it on the front going, it has a Heinz sauce thing in it. And I'm like, I'm, and I was going, really? You buy that going, it's got Heinz in it? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you know, it's like, I don't care what sauce it is as long as it works. Yeah. You know, it's like all these American ones that have random American sauce flavor. You, know, you, like, you remember when you used to, I don't think they do anymore when you buy them packets of crisps and you get a little blue bag of salt. Yeah. I mean, what what was the deal with that? I mean, you just have the salt in there, anyway, wouldn't you? Or are you just ready? Ready put in salt? It's just I like, don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like um the the salt and shake um yeah salt that was sh- it. That was yeah it. the salt and shake uh, crisp things yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never understood that because I'm going so not only do you want me to buy the crisp you want me to make it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, when you squeeze the soy sauce in a, in a, one of them sort of I don't want to name that, the brand. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're sort of like shake and bakey things, aren't yeah. they? Like you, you shake and ma- shake and make or something. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the the thing anyway. Right. Um, we're going to play our pre-record right now. Um, I was just checking that I had... Actually, I can 
I can just drop this in now. The, the advantage I have this is that this is an example. I know you can't see this, so I'm going to describe to you that this is the advantage I have in channels now is I can have everything all pre-arranged, which is pretty awesome. Um, so we're going to play uh, the recording of Steve doing a pre-record with Keith, um, which I listened to this morning, and I can't re- I can't quite remember the name of the organisation, but I think it was something to do with helping uh, people in the gay community. But obviously Steve's going to talk to Keith about that. So I'm going to play you that now. It lasts about eight minutes, and then we're going to play. Uh, the adverts because uh, we're hitting at one o'clock, and then we're going to play the way you make me feel. The way you make me feel by Michael Jackson because I just saw that and it's a good song. And then we're going to be right back to do mental health news in the studio. And you're listening to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM. Hi, this is uh, Steve O'Driscoll reporting for Mentally Sound, and today I have the pleasure of talking to Keith Connolly. Is that right, Keith? Yes. And Keith runs a group called Gas Bags, and I thought it might be a nice idea for him to promote his group and what he does on Mentally Sound. So, Keith, welcome, and uh, thanks for coming along. Could you just tell us exactly what Gas Bags is, please? Uh, Gas Bags is a men and social uh, event, a social group um, event uh, thing, and uh, and we do um, activities. We go out. Um, today we're going to South Shields. Um, next week is game night. It's all different ones. They different each week. Um, mm-hmm. If you can contact uh, me on zero double seven three six eight two three six nine eight. And can you just repeat that, Keith, just in case people didn't catch that? Zero double seven three six eight two three six nine eight. Great. And uh, am I right in saying, Keith, um, that Gas Bags is a group for? Gays and lesbians and transsexuals, is that correct? It's gay and bi, so is it, is it men, or men only. Oh, it's a men only group. Yeah, oh, all right, only. I've got you, OK. Yeah. And um, what gave you the idea to start the group up in the first place, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I've been, I've been uh, some of the groups um, uh, around where I used to live, where I used to live, out of town area, Stockton and, and stuff, and I thought, oh, it might be a good idea to do it myself, I'll go, see how we get on. And I've done really well, so I'm yeah, well. you have done really well, um, and it's got a good reputation as well. Yeah. So, how do you find doing the group? I mean, do you, do you get a lot out of it, or? Yeah, yeah, I get a lot out of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any any examples of that, or? Uh, more um, things like I do with the time at York stuff, because um, time at York as well, called join the gas bags. Yeah. Figures. And they, oh, so you're doing work with the very interesting because that must be a bit of a challenge for them yes. dealing with their sexuality and then yes. of course all the the laws in place here and yeah. trying to get residency. Yeah. And do you help people with that? Yes, I do. Wow. I went yesterday. I went down to um, Bradford uh, for someone from Stockton, uh, Sam Ziger. Brilliant. Uh, he came on gas bags and um, he hopefully find out in two or three weeks before he's letters to get insane funny. Brilliant. So it seems as though. You support people from day one, and yeah. that, that support's ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I noticed you were saying, is it is it, with the group? Is it a mixture of ages, or is it the particular um, age group? From eighteen upwards. Okay. And is it an open group? Uh, or do you have to have an interview to? No, no, the group no, no. Just come along. Just come along. Yeah, and, just come along. And I suppose the beauty of the group, um, as I think I know myself, is they make friendships outside the group yes, as well, which yes, is the idea yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And uh, so I know you had some premises somewhere to 
to hold the group, but you've lost that premises now, and am I right in saying that you're going to use Broadacre until yes. the 3rd of November, is that yes. right? Yeah, right. And can people come along there? Do you talk about their problems, or sometimes you're not even talking about mental health and sexuality um, at yeah, all? Yeah, they can come along and I'll talk. Uh, we, can have, we can have one-to-ones uh, for Brilliant. people as well um, in the group. So Brilliant. And, uh, and how often is the group on, Keith? It's on every Tuesday from half six till half eight. And that's your broad house, house on the fifth floor oh. for anybody who's interested. Yeah. And Keith gave you his contact details before. So if you're struggling with your sexuality or you want a bit of support with it, uh, I think Keith's the main man to, to be yep. contacting because I know you've been involved in designing new flyers for your group yes. and everything. Yeah. So to me it sounds like it's a real passion of yours. It is, very nice. Yes, yes it's good. Very Brilliant. good passion, yes. And I suppose for yourself as well, you're learning along the way because, I mean, you deal with your own sexuality, as do a lot of people, and I suppose you learn off other people, coping yeah. techniques and yeah, yeah. learn how other people in the community are treated. I mean, I met so, uh, a coloured lady that I'd spoken to about, must be two years ago, and I didn't realise the kind of stigma that was behind that and that she was dealing with on a daily basis. She even said that people spat on her at some point, and I mean, to me, that's disgraceful. Yeah, uh, it's disgraceful, that. It's very disgusting. Yeah, I mean, to me, no matter what your colour, what your creed, what your religion, what your sexuality is, you should be treated as a human being and respected for that. Yeah. And I mean, I've known you now for, must be, yeah, yeah or so? Yeah, yeah, so, no, yeah. And I mean, you come along to the groups that I do there. The weekend friends, yeah. which you went out for a meal, which everybody enjoyed. Yes, it was a dog, Darcy. <laughs> yeah, the dog Darcy enjoyed most of the food, yeah, but I mean, we had a good day out, and I suppose it's networking as well. Yes. So I suppose the focus of your group isn't to come along and all doom and gloom. There's lots of positive things happening, like your trips out and games nights and stuff games like that. Nights, I've heard that yes. you do, yeah. Um, games nights. I got the website. Oh yeah, that'd be handy, Keith. If you um, got it there with you. Uh, uh, it's it's a website. Okay. It's yeah. um it's Webberly. Yeah. Um, but if you put in the Google uh, Gaspex Marfays, it come up anyway. Okay. Um, the activities we got. Uh, just going into me. Um, so if I Google what, sorry? Uh, gas bags northeast. So if people Google gas bags northeast, you'll get a list of all the activities coming up. And Keith is just going to give us a quick example of. Uh, we got film night, film night, uh, history of David tour. We had all of that. Bingo night, we had all of that. Um, we got August. We had disco and disc last week. Sarah sales this today. YouTube night. What's YouTube night? That sounds interesting. Um. I'm assuming whatever. Just put things on, it, on YouTube? Yeah, I'll put something on YouTube and stuff. I think I think the, the way how YouTube works, I don't know. Um, the 29th, we've got no meeting on because it's Bank Holiday Monday, so we take the Monday, Bank Holiday Monday off, to the Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. um, ball night, uh, we've got speaker night. Brilliant. Uh, quiz, and then we've got Carvery on the, on the 29th of September. Wow, that's brilliant. And as, as you can see here, uh, ladies and gents, there's, there's something for everybody there, really, yeah? Yeah. And I mean, if a, if a member of the group came up and they wanted an activity and it wasn't something that was happening, I would imagine you'd do your best to make that happen. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, how long has the group been running, Keith, just as a matter of interest as well? Uh, the, been, the group's been going on since 2015. 
2015, so we're talking quite some time, yeah? Yes. Brilliant. And how many people attend the group? Um, usually about seven or eight of us, but half have got more new ones coming along, so it'll be Brilliant. about nine, ten of us or something. And so can people drop in and out of the group as yeah, well? Yeah, drop in and out, whatever they want to do. That's fabulous. And I noticed you said there that the group is on once a week. I mean, if, if a member of the group had some issues... When the group was none, are they able to contact you? Yes, they can contact That's me. Amazing, yes. amazing. Uh, I can go and meet them one to one or at a cafe somewhere or wherever they can feel it. Brilliant. For them, Brilliant. To, I do that. I do one to ones as well. So fabulous. So um, I'd just like to say thanks for talking to us, Keith, and anybody there, dear men. Gas bags is the place to be. Come yes. along to the group uh, and your Keith's contact details were mentioned earlier. I'll have a look at the website and from what I hear, it's an amazing group. Everybody gets on, everybody gets something out of it and it's all about enjoying yourself. Is that yes. right, Keith? Yes, it is, yes. And could I just say, it's been such a pleasure interviewing you today and thanks for spending the time to sit and promote your group. Thank very much. Thank you very much. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. ओ बठाओ मुडिया फड़के मेनू ते चक्कर ही नहीं हरदे की होया चाचा ओ जस्सी ते क्रिस कोलो मैं कार खरीदी ओना ने मेनू किया चाचा ते असी हुन तैनू पूरे नॉर्थ ईस्ट दी हेलीकॉप्टर दी सैर करावांगे फ्री अच्छा चाचा ओए आहो आजा तैनू भी लेके चलला मैं जस्सी ते क्रिस को जे तू हेलीकॉप्टर दी सैर करनी है ता पता किदा चलदा फट 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 बाय एनी कॉल फ्रॉम वी बाय कॉल्स फॉर मोर दिस वन एंड free helicopter ride around the northeast call Jesse or Chris on 07979465623 or pop into our Scottsford Road showroom AsianWeddingPackage.com brings you the 5K Wedding, a complete wedding package for an unbelievable £5,000. Venue, staff, crockery, cutlery and glassware, catering by renowned caterers, soft drinks, chair covers, table centres, wedding stage, DJ and doll drummer or photographer. Also included is full organisation management by our expert events team, so you don't have the hassle. Come as a guest, leave as a guest. The 5K Wedding, a full Asian wedding package for an unbelievable £5,000. This is a very, very special limited offer and subject to availability. Call now on 01916030633 or log on at AsianWeddingPackage.com or search us out on Facebook, Asian Wedding Package. যদি আপনি কোনো অপরাধের শিকার হন বা শিকার হয়েছেন বলে মনে করেন তবে দেরি না করে যোগাযোগ করুন ভিকটিম ফর্স নর্থ আমরিয়াতে আমাদের বিশ্বস্ত টোল ফ্রি নাম্বার শূন্য এবং পান উন্নতমানের পরিষেবা ও বিশ্বস্ত সহায়তা
Hello everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday afternoon, the 8th of September. We hope you're having a very good weekend. Well, a weekend planned and week, I should say. That's what I was trying to say. But then I was, I was in, I, I kind of put the two together. I was going to say have a nice week and have a nice, hope you're have, going to have a nice weekend. I ended up saying weekend instead. That's not what I was meant to do. Um, but, um, obviously that was, uh, we were supposed to do this around about once. Obviously we we're a little bit behind and that pre-record was eight minutes. And I was going to say, cause I listened to it earlier and I actually did realize it was called Gasbag, that name of that, uh, oh, yeah, community. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, we were, we were joking about because we it reminded me. <laughs> of a bottom episode yeah and it just sounded a bit 
um, controversial, I guess, and I didn't want to be wrong, because if I said Gasbag in the context of it's the name of something and I didn't mean it, then I'm like, you're saying Gasbag on the radio, but now I can say it. We can say it all the time now, because it's in reference to a thing. But um, obviously, yeah, as uh, uh, Steve mentioned in that, if you want more information, obviously, uh, follow the advice that they said in that interview, and thank you to Steve for doing that interview with Keith, and thanks, Keith, for being on the show. Um, As we said, we've got another pre-record happening, probably going to do that uh, maybe in the second half hour of the second hour show but we'll figure it out but we're going to do a pre-record with Steve and Sharon and Kat who have been on the show before but if you listen to this show frequently round about uh, at the first start of the second hour we do mental health news Steve is unable to join us today so we have Mr Ricky doing the headlines for mental health news <laughs> <laughs> I live at 10 it's Riggy Tabbing. <laughs> Riggy Tabbing live in the studio. Tabbing, go. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Okay, mental health news. Fire away. So, oh yeah, I'll, I should provide the introduction. So for those who haven't listened before, mental health news. Uh, we get a bunch of headlines that have happened in the last month of us being on the show and uh, so in this case Ricky will be doing it, usually it's Steve O'Driscoll who does it but he's not here today and uh, we then comment and debate about it sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're serious so we just sort together, usually from Twitter I would say, is that right? Or like just internet Yeah, I mean, um, I mean it, it's it's topical so is it yes. news and, and Yeah, so it might be, we might do mainstream ones, we might do stuff you haven't heard of it's a little bit of everything and uh, as I say we comment, debate mm-hmm. and all that for about 10-15 minutes so uh, fire away Mr Ricky with uh, headline number one okay okay so it's been a, it's been one of those summers where you know we've had we've had tragedies and we've had you know various sort of things come on which which as you'd expect would have a, a mental health after effect so mm-hmm. uh, I mean one of the shocking images and one of the shocking tragedies was the, the Grenfell Tower oh uh, yeah fire in London ah uh, yes not far from where I was born actually alright oh, so yeah I mean I so, forget that that you're from down south originally. You're from down south originally. Uh, you yeah, moved up here when I was three. Yeah, so, so you're from London originally. Yeah. Okay. I've got India. I've got London. I've got Geordie in my yeah. blood. So you know. fair enough. <laughs> oh, so you you like Stephen Taylor? Oh, <laughs> okay. He used to play for her. Because yeah, he always said he was Geordie, but apparently, like he, I think he said the same same life as you did. He was oh, not okay. actually born here. Yeah. He was born somewhere down south, but he he basically says he's a Geordie. Mm. Because um, I think it's more about how how long you stayed somewhere than actually where it's you brought where you brought up from me, you know, yeah. where you kind of learn the lingo. And all yeah, that. exactly. So, so yeah, yeah sorry, um, some sad stats to come out. I mean, obviously, bad enough that that the tragedy happened as it was, but you know, uh, I read the other day that um, you know at least twenty survivors and witnesses have, have attempted suicide. Oh God! Um, really? And and me coming, me kind of in relation. Obviously, this is a, a huge PTSD um, yes. symptom. Oh yeah, uh, the campaign groups Justice for Grenfell and Silence of Suicide have said this. This has become this is from the research that they've done. Um, how do you say it? Sorry, I just, my dyslexia has given me a hard time. Is it Gren? How do you say Grenfell? Grenville. Fell. Fell. Okay, sorry. I keep wanting to say Ville because my damn dyslexia. Because um, I, I know because obviously I've read stuff online and I have to say, don't have to say it out loud. Mm. But obviously, like so, Gren. Grenfell. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, just my brains want me to say Vell for some reason. Mm. Um. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so sorry, go on. So uh, the residents have have said to the, these groups who are campaigning and, and on their behalf and voicing their concerns that you know it's just that you know as someone who suffers from PTSD you know one of the mm-hmm. one of the, the the symptoms is flashbacks and yes. the thing with the tragedy of that magnitude and nature I mean essentially the tower is still up there 
you can't escape it. it it's it's like a it's like a, a huge reminder. It's not something mm. you can easily like put on the back of your mind when it's there staring you in the face. You know this this huge burnt out tower block. So yeah, um, people have have also admitted that they're self medicating. You know, they're becoming alcohol dependent. N- not enough of them are getting help. Um, and this is in a way that. I mean, one of the things I I do on the side, you know, I've recently joined a, a campaign group called Acorn, um, which is you know campaigns on the behalf of renters and people, you know, housing rights that people have their issues uh, uh, voiced. Because obviously, with Grenfell, there was an action group, right? Yes. And they produced a blog, but when it when their voices weren't concerned, and there's a crucial line you can go online and, and look and find this out that they said it's going to take a disaster. To, to make light, to 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 make light of what we sorry to to really magnify the kind of things that we've been talking about yeah and, and sadly that's what happened well I'm not sure if you're referring to this when you said that um but but um it's I, I watch enough like sort of documentaries about things mm-hmm. and it's the most I think the most depressing and disgraceful act of a lot of companies is that they do stuff that's illegal or very much like dangerous to human beings. Cut corners. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it only ever gets found out in tragedies yeah, like this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because am I right in saying with this incident, uh, Gren fell, isn't it? Um, to make my, I, I don't know if Ricky noticed this. I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at me going. Um, as he was talking, I was going. I was like, I, I was mouthing Gren fell, Gren fell. Mm-hmm. Is it just trying to convince my brain that that's how I should be saying it? Because I'm having a hard time getting it right. Um, but in this situation, I'll say because we know what we're talking about mm-hmm. um am i right in saying in the i'm sure i read an article that said it was something to do with like what they were using a particular material yeah. that was highly flammable it's a particular cladding which cladding which that's coated the on the outside of the tower and, yes and, and it was more to do with keeping uh, making it look aesthetically good uh, uh, more to do more uh, than like its safety value yeah which has become the big you know um um uh, in terms of fight, wanting justice for the for the survivors, is 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 that that gets amplified because that's what it was. Well, surely they should be compensated. Well, yeah, you would have um, thought. It's, it's I mean, from someone who's always kind of studied things like you know, I've talked in the previous shows about you know Hillsborough, uh, things like Bloody Sunday, the 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 mm-hmm. the, the, the serious injustices have gone, uh, and I and I kind of you know campaign and make sure that that kind of thing. I mean, um, there's something, and I've I've been watching because there's been a few new new episodes released. Is there's a there's a program I watch, which I know is not for everyone's taste, but and it's and I it's it's me it's it's worth watching if you can set aside the loss of life, mm-hmm. which is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. But I watch a program, and my other friend, uh, my friend Phil, um, it's one of the few things that we have in common in terms of what we watch. And mm-hmm. um, we watch a program called Aircraft Investigations. Oh yeah. And it's on Discovery Channel for those that are interested, and um, and this is not like an advertisement or anything. I'm just saying, and um, it's a really really good show because I'm interested being the geek that I am about the mechanical aspects of why something. Oh, it. In, I'm sorry to say, and I don't. I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't watch it if you have a fear of flying because it's going to make you less likely to fly. But in a way, it reinforces how much effort goes into making planes safe. So I actually have the opposite feeling by watching these things because they're so rare and actually when they make the valid point i don't know if you know this is a this is a fact that there is you are more that you're more safe in a plane than you are in a car mm-hmm. or a train or any other yeah. form of, of transport it's the safest form of of, of um 
of, of traveling anywhere and um, because of the fact that they have to get it right but my but that program aircraft investigations is all about the like you know missing planes loss of life um crashes um obviously with in terms of crashes planes can be quite deadly but what's interesting about it is it t- they tell you in a very geeky scientific way why a lot of these things ended up happening and majority of the time it's always down to human error it's, yeah, it, yeah. You, it all depends on what the situation was yeah. but like for example the, I'll give you an example of one I watched recently which I hadn't seen um, and it was fascinating because it was underpinned by 9-11 right. because it was a month after and it was a plane that took off from JF. Uh, I might be wrong on the airplane, but uh, the airport. Sorry, but let's say it was JFK. It was somewhere in New York, right? Obviously, because again, it's based on nine eleven. Um, and a plane took off, and it literally fell from the sky, and it crashed into a borough of New York. Um, and I it, I no, I don't remember it yeah. because, as they said in this documentary, because of nine eleven, nine eleven obviously is like in everybody's was it the one head. Happened not long after. And, yes, and about the, a month yeah. after, because May or June. Was it New yeah, Jersey? Yeah, it was New Jersey. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was. I was going to say Buick, but I might be wrong. Right. I think there's a place called Buick, New Jersey. I think I'm right, but anywho. Um, but it was interesting because it's like loads of eyewitnesses thought it was a terrorist attack mm-hmm. and everyone thought oh no not again because yeah. it was like it looked like a suicide dive mm-hmm. um, and then mechanically it then explains that um, one of the fan uh, the fan blades in the engine and it was a stroke of unbelievable bad luck and I think they they, they, they think he did down to it was like a one in a billion chance or something but you think how many planes are in the air it's like thinking that if you if you believe in chance then it's going to happen yeah. eventually yeah. like this once in a lifetime thing um, that the fan blade cracked and they didn't notice this like one millimetre crack which they're supposed to so the engine company were at fault from what I remember mm. and the fan blade splintered out but the mistake that they made engineering wise which is the reason why all the people got compensated on the plane all the families did mm-hmm. is <laughs> which you may think anyone with half a brain like me and you aren't engineers but when I'm just about to tell you what I'm just about to tell you you think what utter tools they all are is that the system for the the electro the the electronics which is what all um all planes are flown by is the 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 hydraulics inside the plane um the hydraulic system and it's and the backup systems were in the same same place okay so right. the fan blade severed the hydraulics of the main system and they go we'll switch to backups but the backups were in exactly the same like fuse box Wait. and so they're like yeah. anyone with half a brain would have went the backup system should be in a different area of the ship yeah, yeah, yeah. because then if something happens to the main so that was just really was like, dumb um... so they lost all propulsion and then because the fan blade severed everything and the hydraulics or I don't know if you know this but aerodynamically it's the wings of the plane is what keeps mm. the, the air like the the, the hydraulics is mm. the, the, the to keep the the level of the plane up yeah. um, the tail falls fell off because um, they ran out of they didn't have the ability to fly the plane and the 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 training was wrong because the guy um, the, the co-pilot shifted the rudders which he was told to do in training but he didn't realise the particular plane he was using yeah. that, that um, they had they, he didn't know how sensitive it was so he was like putting it he was like in a car he was like as if he was trying to make it go as fast as possible mm-hmm. when he was supposed to just lightly touch them yeah. so because he was violently shifting it back and forth the wing fell off as well so like the, the tail wing 
the, at the top. Anyway, yeah, I've seen a anyway, programs. Yeah, sorry, but anyway, I was just, I was just saying about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. DC ten on the yes. runway. That oh, yeah, about yeah, the fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw okay. a bunch of them. Anyway, but that's I'm just saying. Um, it reinforces what you said about the Grenfell incidents is that it really though makes you feel very sad that there's these mainstream companies mm-hmm. that are bypassing like or or because there was one uh, example in that episode in one of them programs where they were using a particular type of um, fiber like a, like a, a, a particular type of metal that suffered from metal fatigue way faster than any other metal yeah. so the fact it was cheap the, the reason it, the reason they did it is because it was cheap mm-hmm. and so it was only when you know loss of life where they go the, the, the then the um, aviation authorities went yeah. maybe we should not allow them to use this metal because it's highly mm-hmm. um it's highly it's not it's unstable so when you find companies who cut corners to save money that's yeah, very you um, often find sorry, people anyway. vulnerable people sort of um, um, housed in such places where not everything is well looked after and, it, and it's a it's, you can know you can is it is it a vulnerable thing is it a class thing the, the underlying issue is is that if these were well off more well off people on the other side of the borough they would have had their all their concerns dealt with almost immediately yes but because these were vulnerable or, or less class people then it's yeah cool so anyway anyway number two um and but anyway, our hearts go out to the people of Grenfell, I'm sure. Like, you know, and um, there'll be more news to come about that. Yes. But, um, so I hope and, they get the compensation they yeah, did Andy deserve. Andy and Uno. You think, what, what's Andy and Uno? It's a new off-Broadway family musical, uh, which is going to... I think it's a first. It's going to feature a cast of characters with disabilities. Wow. Um, so the concept is from a, a, psych, a psychologist, actually, by the name of Nana Silton. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy and Una will feature young characters, so it's obviously going to appeal to kids, but with disabilities. And Addy, the main uh, character, has ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, the play will address themes of bullying, um, friendship and kindness. Uh, and according to the author who did a survey, which sort of um, she, I think this is what kind of propelled her to, to make this. Uh, she attended a Sesame Street workshop and revealed that 93% of parents with disabilities say that they would rather have a sh- see a show where they teach able-bodied kids um, how to deal with, you know, disabled peers. Uh-huh. So there's a, an interaction and understanding there. Yes. So there's hoping that this new play, which sounds really unique and uh, will be one of the first of that. And it's yeah. interesting, yeah, because I think, um, I think I the, the, this is kind of reinforcing the argument that. Um, in particular, I say this with parents mm-hmm. who have a disabled child, for example, mm-hmm. and, and which is sort of what you were phrasing there. Mm-hmm. Is that, and I I completely uh, like sort of understand their viewpoint when mm-hmm. they say this is that um, very often if you see a disabled person, it's a bit like when we had I'm trying to remember the guy's name, the guy who had is it autism, and we mentioned Rain Man, and he said it wasn't an accurate description. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was it's sort of similar, but like it's it's that's reiterating the point I'm just about to make, Mm -hmm. which I hear parents do say all the time who have a disabled child, Mm -hmm. is that they always say you only ever see unique examples of like one person. In one example of one thing, mm. so it reinforces the stereotype. Yeah. Whereas if you have someone who has, you know, it's like, um, I could name a bunch of things. Like, like if I said, like I t- said earlier in the show that my mom has Parkinson's, I think you'd probably go to like somewhere like Michael J. Fox or yeah. Muhammad Ali, probably because yeah, yeah. he died from it. Um, or at least it was part of the reason. Um, 
but yet you can have mild forms of it and lead a relatively good life, mm-hmm. which is fortunately what my mom does. My mom got an assessment fairly recently, and mm-hmm. you know she's deteriorated, but quite mildly considering she's dealt with it for now mm-hmm. 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm saying like you can have mild versions of it, just like you can have mild depression. It doesn't mean that it's any less difficult. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. in terms of how much it affects you, um. You know, there's there's a there's, the point I'm making is in the point of the, the headline, as far as I understand it, is the spectrum can be way wider than just like Tourette's. Tourette's isn't all about swearing; it's just it's yeah. involuntary ticks. So it can just be the people who have Tourette's who just shake. Yeah. Um. It's I, I. In fact, I think I'm right in saying this is where I wish we had a person who could Google this, but I think I'm right in saying because I watched the Tourette's documentary. It was on BBC, and I I think it said on that the one thing I took from it was more people who have Tourette's actually. Um, shake more than they do verbally okay. have Tourette's okay. it's in, because it's called it's involuntary tics so they're more people because uh, there's people who have both that they shake and then mm-hmm. talk at the same mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. but there's some people who just shake okay so I thought it was an interesting interesting, interesting thing anyway carry on uh, yeah this and this is very um, I guess last one and then we need to take a okay. break uh, okay uh, this one um, I'll quickly rattle through the, the, the UN recently labelled uh, the government's treatment of, of disabled people as a human catastrophe hmm. um, good something <laughs> that I, I've known talked to people with that you know austerity measures have really hit the vulnerable people in this country hard uh, as it says a half a million disabled people have been worse off because of these cuts uh, government you know to air their response because I think it's you know only fair uh, they respond by saying that the UN fails to recognise just how they've empowered disabled people, but there's a lot of counteraction. I mean, I've done work with disabled people against cuts, uh, psychologists against austerity, the TFC yeah. disability. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a lady by the name of Theresa Degener, I think that's how you pronounce it, yes. who's a UN, who's part of the UN Committee of uh, uh, Human Rights uh, with, pe- with people with disability. In her own words, she said, in conclusion to the report. Mm-hmm. She so said, people were getting desperate. Uh, some were committing suicide. We have evidence of people who were pushed into work who were who were found not not fit to be work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this problem is being sort of brushed into the carpet. So we have it there in black and white what what it is. And this is the UN, which is a you know a worldwide recognized organization, saying that you know enough is enough. Um, yeah, you know. Um, it's 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 uh, yeah it's it's. I mean, it's we've just, had people here from the food bank who've said yeah, the same thing. Yeah, like yeah, Daniel Blake film, and you know we've. Yeah, it just reinforces again. It's all about like you know, I I I, I think that's the most powerful point out of them two headlines is like we were saying, yeah. the um, the the situation is that you find that when people try and make awareness of a particular issue, and not realizing by the way that they approach it that they reinforce the very thing that they're trying to stop happening mm-hmm. so you know like I said that there's some example of, of doing because like as I said about films like Rain Man they take the most extreme a, a, extreme example because I think it's the most interesting mm-hmm. um, and yet the, the you know and again like I guess for someone who has bipolar disorder I've said this before on the program is that the the one thing that I get sort of crowbarred with, not that people say this, but I'm saying like I know it's the way that people perceive bipolar disorder mm-hmm. is the the amount of serial killers who claim that they have that to get out of the fact that they killed loads of people. Mm-hmm. So when you say bipolar disorder, is you get this whole thing of oh god that he's he's gonna he's a he's 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 a serial killer and he's a maniac or whatever it is, and you know it's an emotional disorder where I have unbelievable highs and unbelievable lows, mm-hmm. um most of the time, mm-hmm. um it it doesn't it. 
and this is why the by it being a stereotype as i wrote a blog about this a couple of years ago personality and mental health are not the same thing mm. your mental health reinforces who you are it doesn't make you a different person unless you have something like you know d- dementia or, or schizophren- yeah, it's, schizophrenia it's... where you literally lose your mind but it, but you know every time i have a bipolar episode i'm 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 aware i'm going through it if that makes sense mm. like so so that's the difference um obviously people with dementia and schizophrenia you can argue don't know yeah. um or they can't at least stop it happening mm. um uh, so it's about the element of control, as 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 I understand it, being a layman, I guess. But it angers me, and it's something I remember talking with Emma Kenny, the psychologist, in, yes. in the interview you did. That uh-huh. she, you know, she studies this. It's like when when killers or people who commit, you know, mass, you know, gross crimes against people use some sort of uh, disability or illness as a get out clause you know mm-hmm. to you know to, to get off with like manslaughter or oh, something well that's or, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like the serial killers who go yeah. i'm not fit to stand trial i've got yeah. bipolar disorder yeah. or whatever and you're like and you just and then they go through the evidence and realize they were and they were the aware of what they were against people who generally yes. do suffer such things yeah 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 you know um as i said you usually find that the reason they act the way that they do mm-hmm. is because of the sheer amount of violent like for violent like imagery and mm-hmm. violent situations they've been in from a very young age yeah. and they don't there's not enough people that realize you know if you're, you're sitting there with a small child mm-hmm. they process and absorb everything they see Absolutely. um so if they're in an environment like the the one i always go to is the documentary i saw about the worst serial killer in australia who is a woman who basically killed men because she'd been told from very an early age yeah. who a, a mom hated her husband mm-hmm. her husband and her ma- her father and said if she had the had the choice she would kill him mm-hmm. and the only reason she didn't is because she didn't have the 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 she like morally didn't want to do it okay. but the fact that she told her child that so early and kept like saying sort of early indoctrinate, yes, indoctrinate like it reinforced like how yeah. miserable they were yeah. and she kept reinforcing how terrible yeah. men are like she she then like crowbarred it to all men are bad mm-hmm. and so she took all her anger and rage out mm-hmm. on men later in life because mm-hmm. she hadn't learned mm-hmm. that it was one man being horrible to them mm-hmm. not and also just the fact that like i'm not saying that the it's her mom based on the documentary it's not obviously it's an awful situation but it's clearly an example of staying together for the children's not a good idea um, because it reinforces too many bad uh, bad habits sure. if you're if you're miserable and you're making each other miserable sure. you need to stop being miserable because sure. it has an effect on everything so um cool um well not cool but you know um i hope um obviously i agree with the un you said i i uh, united, uh, nations. united nations yeah so i i totally concur and as we've just been talking about so mm-hmm. right what we're going to do now is play the ads and then we're going to play um the pre-record that we just mentioned which is um with cat and sharon and then when we get back we are uh, you any idea if we we're going to do an interview i get the guy said he was coming to half past well well we've got a good 10 minutes so we you can yeah. go and figure out uh so i'm going to play the ads now and then we're going to play the pre-record uh with steve talking to sharon race and cat who've been on the show before catching up with them and then we'll be back in the studio for the last 10 or so minutes uh in uh spice fm 98.8 fm and you're listening to mentally sound Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Trying to find something to play. Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. 
One of my charity and Shahid Afridi Foundation presents an evening with Shahid Afridi on Wednesday the 16th of August at 6.30pm at the Lancastrian Suite also, in Gateshead. He has a chance to uh, hear a talk by Shahid Afridi about his life and support <laughs> and a performance by Najam <laughs> Shiraz. We should have redone that. Uh, Tickets are only £20 with a three-course dinner or £50 for a VIP. If you want to, he said if he wants to come in for quarter two. He's a great man himself. He doesn't have to. He Book tickets online at www.eveningwithafridi.com com. Oh, it's up to you. We can give him the last like fifteen minutes. Two one nine nine two one. To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call zero one nine one two seven three nine triple eight. Select option three and record your message. No more messages. Your only Bollywood station in Newcastle. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Everyone, this is Steve O'Driscoll reporting for Mentally Sound. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to Sharon Race, who, if, if you've listened from old, you'll probably recognise, and a lady called Kat. And I've asked, I've, I've, I've asked to speak to Sharon today because Sharon's doing a piece of work around mental health today and I was very interested in finding out what it was about. So welcome, Sharon. Hello. Yes. Hello. Could you just tell us a little bit about your project? Yes, it's called Speaking Up To and it's um, a, a project for young people to explore mental health issues by having and staging uh, film-making workshops. Brilliant, brilliant. And you've done this before haven't you not so long we back have. and it was very hence successful it, yeah, hence it calls speaking, speaking up, up too, too. Yeah. so previously we just did speaking up and yeah. then we've gone in for speaking up too as in t-o-o yeah and brilliant just to be, have a bit of a pun okay brilliant and uh, is this going to be shown at any festivals when it's completed what's the plan yeah the plan is that we'll have a, a premiere at the Tyneside Cinema to celebrate World Mental Health Day oh, in brilliant. October so that'll be the week of World Mental Health Day brilliant um, so we'll have the premiere at the Tyneside Cinema and uh, obviously we'll be sending the invites out the young people who've taken part will be treated as VIPs and we'll look to film the premiere as well but uh, in answer to your question regarding uh, what happens with the films after hopefully we'll put them into film festivals if, oh uh, fabulous yeah. um, because the previous speaking up films uh, were featured in the Milan yes I remember yeah. Yeah, yeah which was brilliant. up at Newcastle University which was absolutely fantastic because it meant that the speaking up films we were played as introductions to the main feature films every yeah. night the main feature films changed every night, but Speaking Up didn't, so we were the Brilliant. only film that, that ran for the whole duration of fabulous. the film festival. And I've actually seen that, that the film you're talking about, and it is a very powerful piece of work, I must say. Yeah. And I actually have one of the VIPs here today who has taken part in this, uh, Kat. Um, welcome, Kat. Thank you. Um, could, you were involved in the first Speaking Up, yeah. and now you're involved in Speaking Up too. Could you tell us why you get involved and what you get out of it? Well, I didn't really see myself as having like that much of an interest in filmmaking, but when I started doing the first speaking up, I found I really enjoyed making a creative piece of um, film, and it was just a really good way of uh, getting um, people's experiences of mental health to the wider public as well. And how have you found the, the public's attitudes when you're stopping them doing the vox pops, I think they're called? Um, it's been... Uh, in 
interesting because some people are positive, some people are negative, um, some people just don't want to know. So I think, mm. but it's good because I feel like every time we talk to someone, we are giving them information as well and trying to make them more informed. Definitely. I mean, people might have a talk to you and they might, they might disagree with what you're saying, but they might go home, make a cup of tea or coffee or whatever their, their beverage is and have a think about the conversations that you've had. So I think it works in that way as well. Yeah, and you get a lot of enjoyment out of it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I really so enjoy it. Um, it gives me a purpose and it makes me feel like I can use my experiences and turn those into a positive. Brilliant, and make a difference for people in the future. Yeah, so from, yeah. from mental health, if, definitely. If I can great. just point out, of course well, you can. Kat is, is a true asset to speaking up to. Um, and from coming from having no experience in filmmaking um, to sort of directing and now picking out shots and telling me what she wants to do straight Brilliant. away. Uh, I think it, it, I think it's just absolutely wonderful, and, and she's a true asset, and I'm so thrilled that she was able to join us for speaking up too. And she's, I, she's just got a, a, a natural instinct and natural eye. I totally agree with you because I mean I met Kat it must have been about 18 months ago now, um, and Kat was quite nervous, and Kat is now actually delivering training for Time to Change with her, yeah. and I think that's a, a major. Thing, yeah, you know? and Kat did actually um, ask her to uh, do a short session on um, shots, film style shots, um, right. to the participants of Speaking Up To, which she, she actively done and she actively prepared and, and then presented it to the group, which I think is just Brilliant. fantastic. Oh, so well, well done, done Kat. Yeah, Thank well you. done, Kat. And I was just wondering, um, I know you've already started your Speaking Up To, but if there were any young people interested... Would yeah. they be able to take part now, or would they have yeah. to wait? No, no, they can. They can still join in. Um, we start. Uh, we're having a weekend break, which sounds very okay. grand, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we start up again on Tuesday, which is the fifteenth okay. of August. So okay. we're doing Tuesday the fifteenth, Wednesday the sixteenth, and Thursday the seventeenth. And um, yeah, if people want to get involved, it's twelve till three at Broadacre House at Launchpad on the fifth floor. Free biscuits, oh, so get yourselves along. For free fun, free laughs, free biscuits. Yeah. And if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not sure, you would love to take part, but you're not quite sure, just remember I've just spoke to Kat there, and Kat was very nervous when she started. Now she's yeah. directing films, and I'm sure the next step will probably be Hollywood, no doubt. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Nothing's impossible, you know what I mean? I'll so Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be doing your interviews, Kat, yeah. <laughs> But um, I've known Sharon Race as well for a number of years, and Sharon is a very positive person, making things happen. And the thing I like about Sharon is there's always humour in there somewhere, and I think with mental health, you have to have that humour, don't you, Sharon? Would we you do, agree? Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, my background is coming from uh, comedy writing yeah. and com- uh, performing stand-up comedy, yeah. so, um, so, yeah, so I always try to sort of look mm. on the, the positive or the humour, if, yeah. if you can, obviously... If situation. And can I just ask then, uh, Sharon, what, what got you interested in stand-up comedy, or was it a passion of yours? Or? Um, yeah, I think it probably was just yeah. a, a passion. Um, and like I say, the, um, the the comedy writing's what I've just always wanted to do, and right. what I've always done. Um, that's why I went to college, and everything was associated with writing. Um, but my forte is comedy writing. Um, so just to because comedy obviously makes people forget their problems and uh, yeah. it's a, a bit of an escape yeah and could i just ask sharon you have you have videos on youtube am i right yes so if anybody was interested in looking at some of sharon's work yeah 
Just go on to YouTube and type in... Sharon Race, as in running race, the okay. human race, yeah. the space race. Okay. Um, so Sharon Race, or there's Laughing Lasses, which you can see the Speaking yeah. Up videos on as well. Yes, and I would recommend that you go on to YouTube because there's some great stuff on there. And like I said, just as Sharon mentioned there, the Speaking Up, which was the first one, yeah. is a very powerful th film made by young people. And I have to stress, it is a powerful little piece of film. But there was fun while making it, and I think that was yeah. that's the main message. And Absolutely. as people with mental health know, it's very hard sometimes to enjoy yourself. Yeah. And you're all enjoying yourselves, making a difference for young people in the future, and you're passionate about what you do. You don't feel like you've got to come along and do this. It's something that you want to do. So... Would you like to give any of your details for anything you do, Sharon, or yeah, um, promote you can, your stuff? Uh, find find uh, more information about speaking up to on laughinglasses.co.uk, okay. uh, or there is a uh, speaking up page on Facebook. So that is speaking up films okay. on Facebook. Brilliant. Excellent. And I do know that Sharon does a lot of gigs at the Clooney, would I be right in saying that? Or well, from time to time, yeah. From time yeah. to time, so just if you're a regular at the Clooney, just watch out for Sharon Race and you'll have a great night. And I would just like to thank Kat, the future um, Hollywood director, <laughs> and Sharon Race, who is an amazing comedian, and I would just like to say thank you for speaking to us and taking the time out. Thank you very much. And good luck with all your work in the future. Thank you. Thank you.
change Oh, how we thought those days would never end Sometimes I hear that song And I'll start to sing along And think, man, I'd love to see that girl again Man, I'd like to see that girl again And we were trying different things And we were smoking funny things Making love out by the lake to our favorite song Sipping whiskey out the bottle Not thinking about tomorrow Singing Sweet Home Alabama all summer long Singing Sweet Home Alabama all summer long I'm actually like fading it down like a proper radio station radio host now. I'm like waiting. I couldn't be bothered to wait for the feed because I I actually played that and then I was joking to Ricky during the the break that I don't actually like like, like that song that much. But um, I have to type in like keywords to find songs on the database, mm-hmm. and so I just typed in rock, and then Kid Rock came up with all summer long, and I thought, oh, it's a it's a tune you can kind of hum along to, so that's good. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Welcome back to Obviously Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. I'm Stephen with my co-host Ricky. Uh, we're just wrapping things up in the last 10 minutes because we have from 12 to 2 p.m. every second Friday of the month. So I should reiterate, if you enjoyed this show, we're going to be back on the second Friday of October, which I don't know off the top of my head. but obviously the 13th. 13th, thank yeah. you very much. Um, so, yeah, so the 13th of October is when our next show is. And as I talked about in the first half hour in my rant is that the two um the main june episodes of the podcast are up and then my plan is probably over the weekend because it takes a long time um is to um put the rest of the shows up including this one because we get this we now have an agreement with spice just to be completely open we now have an agreement where we can get the recording as soon as we finish the show which is hugely useful because that wasn't the case at first so hopefully we'll put everything up including this show you just listened to so if you're interested type in mentally sound on itunes and not only will you get the spice fm stuff um, and if you subscribe to it and download all the stuff you'll get all our old episodes from our old station gravity um because we've been doing this for a couple of years so hope you guys enjoyed it so far so anyway uh when you wrap this up we've got another about uh seven eight minutes before we need to play a song and then uh we're out of here uh but ricky just mentioned uh and obviously feel free if he wants to cut in say other things but you said a couple of headlines you didn't get to so might as well wrap up by doing that hmm. well did you know that uh so this sunday is the september the 10th and it's world suicide prevention day ah yeah how interesting we talked before about you know hashtags and and you know when they put sort of yeah. certain days out mm-hmm. raising awareness but mm-hmm. here's an interesting um that you know as regards to radio um kiswfm which is based in seattle um, uh, i know that station do you yeah yeah right, okay. i do indeed yeah. so they on that day they're doing like a, a takeover so a lot of celebrities and singers are going to come into the studio and talk oh, about their own how interesting experiences so Talks will be about obviously suicide prevention, how to talk about f- to mental health to friends and family, uh, suicide prevention in your local community, and you of course hear personal stories, and they're going to put that in, in podcast form as well. This is in conjunction with uh, uh, I'm Listening dot org, mm-hmm. which I assume is a sort of a place like where you will see blogs and things. So yeah, as, as fans of Radio ourselves, I think I'll, I'll be tempted to tune in on that day. Um, Sun- on the Sunday as well. That sounds so, fun. I'm, yeah. I, I have to say, in terms of radio in America, because I listen to a lot of radio shows and podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. um, there's one that I managed to track down 
because I'd heard about it because he keeps changing because I don't think it's a, like he must not I don't know I don't know what his situation is I, I just was reading like his Wikipedia but um, I'm a huge fan because I think he's an underrated guitar player you know Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols yeah uh, well I've seen the Sex Pistols play yes. live three times I have you yeah, very nice yeah. very cool I'm jealous then because that's, that's useful with the, orig- with the whole group with the whole group uh, well yeah well, minus Sid. Uh, Sid, well, Sid Sid's dead the bassist was Glenn Matlock he was there yes. before, yeah, before. Uh, Sid uh, joined the band so he's still <laughs> the, he's there now well I love reading about um, Sid Vicious that um, apparently Steve Jones in some of the albums played bass because Sid was so terrible like I know that's yeah, the yeah, common yeah. Oh, never thing mind. but apparently it's true well yeah. I'm not going to say the word but you know the album never mind but mm. yeah uh-huh. uh, Steve Jones played a lot of the bass there because yes. Sid was you know yeah, Sid was awful. seriously amateur <laughs> <laughs> I love that because he was just cool essentially wasn't he because I know them. Um, I'm right in saying Gary, one of Gary Oldman's first film roles was Sid he played yes yeah, uh, I haven't seen that. Apparently, he's like he's unbelievable in it because he's he's nominated for Churchill. Well, it's, he? A, it's a it's a good film to watch, but um, I mean Gary Oldman is a terrific actor, and I think <sighs> unbelievable. He, uh, I think he did Sid Vicious fantastically well in that. But mm-hmm. in terms of accuracy, it's a bit controversial. Um, if you listen to John Lydon, I mean he wasn't happy with the depiction at all. He thinks that there there was a very a lot of inaccuracy in the in the film, and I, I kind of agree with him. There's a lot of kind of uh, images within the film that's kind of overdone, but um, yeah. Going back to Steve Jones, I think he's a, a brilliant guitarist, very underrated. Yeah. To me, he's one of the sounds. He helped create the sound of punk. Yeah, punk I, I think that he's really underrated as a guitarist, and like, because um, he on the Craig Ferguson show, he would occasionally um play guitar if they were doing oh, any really? musical stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it reminded me, like, because he mentioned he did, he when he actually was it like part of an in-house band or something. No, they never really did. Like, he used to do this long-running joke on the Craig Ferguson show because it was on after Letterman at twelve forty-five at night, which, as he joked, was actually the early early. It should be called the early early show because that's actually morning, mm-hmm. um, and. That he used to make a long running joke he's like you know one of these days I'll be funny enough that will give me a band because he never had a band and he actually had a space for a band so they used to do all these jokes of like they used to have this big long curtain and pretend that the bands were too he used to call them the shy guys and the reason you couldn't see them is because they were too shy to be seen on camera but they were behind the curtain so he'd play like random music and go oh look the band's playing behind the curtain because he would and he, he was basically like mock, he was mocking the fact that he wouldn't get a band yeah. um, but occasionally and it and uh, I actually watched the video because I never saw this episode, but showed the birth of. He would do musical openings mm-hmm. with ba- with bands and like part of his staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally there'd be some where he'd play like an actual live version of something. And so he used to use friends with Steve Jones. Mm-hmm. So you see Steve Jones in the background with his band. Um, I want to uh, get Steve. Jo- he's he's recently released a book called I think it's called uh, Nowhere Boy or something like that. But from what the excerpts I read, um, it, it's really an interesting insight because mm-hmm. he said that. He thought that the Sex Pistols was going to be his band because he was one of the original singer before he got moved on to guitar. Mm-hmm. And then when Sid joined the band, he felt like he got relegated to third place, like behind Johnny Rotten, then behind Sid Vicious. So it was like you shoved to the background in, in a way. But to me, I think he's still one of the iconic. No, most that, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and so the reason that the the reason that I um, mention him is mm-hmm. because. Uh, like I say about a radio show, he had a radio show that was on a bunch of like internet radio he's stations. Still, he still hosts I think he yeah, still does yeah. it, yeah. But I was trying to work out where he's moved because he moved not too long ago. Oh, is he moved? Um, yeah, long? I think okay. he moved. Not, not, I don't know how long ago it was because I used to just listen to it every now and LA, again. Wasn't it? Yeah, he resides. Yeah, there. and then he he got picked up by another station. So, I, um, but um, okay. it's funny because Craig Ferguson mentioned this, and I remember listening to somewhere. Um, he most he definitely um 
he would play loads of random music you never heard of. It was a bit like, um, you know, when you said about celebrities taking over radio stations. There was one time where David Bowie, David Bowie, took over a radio station, or he did a radio station for a bit. It's just like I think on BBC Radio, and apparently, like, oh, I think it was uh, Martin, um, not Martin. Uh, oh God, what's the guy's name? Who's Welsh? M- Michael Sheen. Yeah. Michael Sheen um, uh, mentioned this on Craig Ferguson actually that he said. The David Boy, I think, for some sort of anniversary special, did a BBC radio show, and apparently all the songs he picked were so like obscure and, yeah. um, which kind of probably yeah. showcases why David Boy's got such a di- what a strange Not like yeah, yeah yeah like he's got such a strange. I remember uh, that when I saw him in the nineties, that fans were getting uh, angry because live he didn't play his biggest hits. He was always like doing like B sides and things and. Uh, Which is one of the reasons I like him, actually. Right. I say we need to wrap this up. Also, um, uh, we were going to play some Bob Marley, but it's a six-minute-long track, so I've changed it to something else because um, we need to wrap this up because obviously you need to play ads on the hour. So um, that's thank you so much, Ricky. Um, as I say, I'm sorry for ranting so much at the beginning and you didn't speak as much as you normally would, but um, I hope people who listened in the first bit understood why I said that. And uh, normal service will be resumed next week, uh, next month. And um, just quickly, as a plug for next week, sh- next month's show, because we had some, we, we never mentioned actually at the beginning because I was ranting. We were supposed to have two live guests um, who have rearranged till next yeah, month. Yeah, is yeah. that right? Yeah. So um, next month will be. Uh, so next month's going to be rammed with live guests because this is the first show we've done since we've been here that there's not been any people in here. Um. So um. That so this has kind of been nice to get the opportunity for me yeah, and Ricky to talk yeah. more. Um. So yeah. Then we have live guests. We don't get a chance to talk to each other. As much. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, we've done this show for quite a long time. That's the first time that every guest that we've booked for this show has cancelled last yeah. minute. So, you know, when that happens, it's kind of, what can we what can we do, as, as this seems to be the, the focus of the show. Um, so, huge thank you to everyone involved. Thank you to Sharon. Thank you to Kat. Thank you to Keith for, for all the pre-records, and obviously Steve for, for recording them. Um, uh, as I say, we'll be back on the 13th, 13th. of October. Uh, for our next Mentally Sound show. As I said, if you're interested in listening to uh, any of our stuff, you can go on Mentally Sound on iTunes, where I'll be uploading the shows that we'll be missing, including this one, uh, over the weekend, hopefully, when they get some time. And uh, my own Geek Apocalypse, I know me and Ricky are going to do one uh, at some point, um, get back in the swing of that, so if you're interested, go and check out Geek Apocalypse, where I've done 150-odd episodes of that. Uh, at Geek underscore Apocalypse on Twitter, at Vivid Ricky for Ricky, and huge thank you to listening to Mentally Sound, thank you to Spice FM, uh, please do continue listening, and uh, I guess, really in a nutshell, um, if you have a mental health issue, we're with you, and... Um, you know, keep fighting and uh, it does get better. So on behalf on everybody here, thanks very much guys and we'll see you next month. Bye. She was more like a beauty queen from a movie screen I said, don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one who danced on the floor and around She said, I am the one who danced on the floor and around Said her name was Billie Jean And she caused a scene When all her heads turned with eyes That dreamed of being the one Who would dance on the floor and around 
people always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. Mama always told me, be careful who you love. Careful what you do before the lie. Lie becomes the truth. Forty days and forty nights, the law was on her side. Who can stand when she's in demand? Her schemes and her plans. 'Cause we danced on the floor and around. So take my strong advice. Remember to always think twice. Do think twice. She told my baby that we danced till three, and she looked at me. She showed a photo. My baby cried. His eyes were like mine. 'Cause we danced on the floor and around. People always told me, "Be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts." She stood right by me, smell of sweet perfume. This happened much too soon. She called me to a room. Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl. I guess that's a true story.